you can't do it all yourself and you need a team to help you to take it to that next level. But you're not really sure how to build a team and how to be a good boss and, and how to make sure that people do what you're supposed to be doing. Welcome to the Seven Figure Freedom Podcast, where ambitious CEOs turn to transition from being the doer of the business to being the leader of the empire. I'm Madeline White Silva. I'll share my real life struggles and breakthroughs as I've scaled my businesses and grown a team that run the day to day without me. So that now I run my seven figure business on three day work weeks. Join our community of visionary entrepreneurs and transformational leaders as we create lasting impact, financial freedom, and an awesome, rewarding life with a powerhouse team by your side. So there comes a time for almost any visionary CEO where we just say to ourselves, oh my God, I wish I could clone myself. You know, where you've gotten through the startup stage, business is really starting to take off and everything is just moving so fast. And you maybe hired a couple of VAs and some assistants to help you, but things are still falling through the cracks and I don't really know how to do the task. And, you know, and you just wish that you could just clone yourself so you can get it done. And sometimes it feels like you should just do everything yourself because then you can manage the quality of the work that gets out. And you just wish that the people that you hired, that they just cared as much as you do. Right. And I don't know if you ever had that experience. I know I definitely have had that experience where I was just so frustrated. I would say this, becoming a boss and hiring a team was one of the steepest learning curves in my whole entrepreneurial journey. I have had so many nightmare stories. And, um, you know, I I one time fired everybody that worked for me except one person in one swift swoop because nothing was happening that I wanted to see happen. And then we had a group interview and I was hiring people and this woman showed out that I had hired, but I thought I had hired another candidate that had been to the group interview and not her. So I was confused. I was calling her by the wrong name. I mean, he was kind of, you know, a little bit of a shit show. And so, you know, so I've been through it all. I've had people steal from me. I have people not show up for work. I had people file complaints against me as an employer. I mean, I've had all the things and I also made all the mistakes as an employer. And it's a challenge when you are at that point where you can't do it all yourself and you need a team to help you to take it to that next level, but you're not really sure how to build a team and how to be a good boss and, and how to make sure that people do what you're supposed to be doing. And so often what I find is that visionaries, they turn themselves into the managers. So you think that you just need to hire somebody to help you with your social media or do some of the techie stuff on the back end and you need a graphic designer and maybe you need somebody to support your clients with customer service. And so you hire all these worker bees. They can kind of get the tasks off your to-do list. But at the same time, even though you're not doing those tasks anymore, now you're just a glorified manager right? Rather than being the visionary and actually the leader of the company, you are making sure that they are doing the important stuff in a business and that everything is getting done to your specification, your level of quality. And so you're rushing around managing projects and managing a team. And the reality is that visionaries are not managers, right? And then 
this is not a really big mistake that I did oh, so much is that you start relying on your team members for strategic support. So you start talking to them and maybe be a little bit too friendly and because, you know, it can be really lonely to be a CEO and you want support. And so you start relying on your team and maybe you have a team member that's been with you for a really long time and that does a really good job at the job they do. And so you start relying to them and talking to them and asking them what they think because you just want somebody to take a little bit of the load off your shoulders. But the reality is that handing off your 400, 500K business to somebody that's making 15 or $20 in your business working as an assistant, it's just not good business strategy, right? They have probably never run a business before and, and they don't see all the different pieces. Most of the time, those team members can only see the business from the perspective that they have doing their job position. They can't really see the bigger picture. And so it usually ends up being very limited thinking and you start utilizing strategies based on that. And that can be a really bad turn for you and your business because you're not really growing at the speed that you would like to. And you're not really putting the right pieces in place to accelerate growth or being really strategic with how you're applying yourself and how you're applying your resources and your time and your money. And then oftentimes you also keep doing the $15 an hour jobs yourself. So one of the things that one of my mentors from the very first time that he told me, he sat me down and said, hey, if you want to grow your business, you're going to have to stop doing the $15 an hour job. And that just hit me like a ton of bricks. Because I was doing all the things in my business, right? I was trying to be in all places at once, trying to put up fires and make sure that everything was being done and micromanaging my team and my projects and also stepping in and fixing things and doing things that needed to get done because they need to get done now, not five days from now. And so I kept doing those things. And of course, I was becoming the bottleneck of the business. So when you look at all of this, what do you think is your biggest challenge? Is it managing the team, managing the project? You're stuck in that managing role? Or are you struggling with, you know, leading so that you really feel lonely on the top as a CEO and you struggle to really lead the way for your team and you're relying maybe a little bit too heavily on them to lead? So it takes off that burden. So often we hire that one person like that just doing such a good job for us. And we're so relieved that we just want to hand all the things over to them. Right. And so we can really be freed up. And we talk a lot about how do we create freedom for the visionary CEO. But it's a balance between giving it all away versus doing it all ourselves, right? There is a really fine balance somewhere there in the middle, but we are the leader setting the tone, creating the strategy, and then the team is implementing that strategy. But we're still leading. Or, you know, do you mostly struggle with a delegation piece where you struggle to delegate all the pieces because you're afraid it's not going to be done right and you worry that they're not going to get done in a timely fashion or... There's so many things that your team is maxed out on. So you're just jumping in and doing those $15 an hour job just to get stuff done. You know, where are you at? Do you struggle mostly with manage, leading, or delegating? 
So right now you can get my super simple team assessment process that helps me evaluate my current team, identify if I need to hire somebody else, what kind of training my team members need, who is worth investing in and who needs to be more challenged to grow with a company and really turning those less than motivated team members into productive, valuating, value adding team players. It's an on-demand five-part video series that will walk you through the whole process. It's totally free and you can find it at hello7figurefreedom.com team-assessment-video-series. We'll make sure to add the link in the show notes and let me know. Right? So what I really love to do is to build self-managing teams. So for example, you as the visionary, you at the center of the business, you need spaciousness to really tap into your intuition, to your vision, and to keep expanding that vision and the possibilities for the business. When we as visionaries get stuck in the doing, it shuts down our vision and we like gets underground and we just get really granular and we kind of lose sight of the possibilities and where we are heading because we get so ingrained in what's right in front of us and what needs to get done. And just, but if you have that spaciousness as you as a CEO and you're in the middle and you can really see your vision and you're kind of leading away from there, you need a team around you that can support you in implementing that vision into your business. And around your team, you need systems. The systems becomes the guardrails for your team to produce. So it's not enough. I so oftentimes hear visionaries saying, you know, well, you know, we told them that they should write SOPs as they were training on that task. But then when you come and look, no SOPs were ever created. And so you're frustrated, right? It didn't get done the way you had asked them to do it. And usually that happens because the instructions are not that clear. And just verbal communication is oftentimes not enough. We need to create some systems and structure to give them some parameters of what success looks like, like setting them down and showing them an SOP and what it should look like and how to develop it and coming up with a game plan as as they're training when they should write the SOPs and how to record the trainings along the way so they can go back and then utilize that as they edit the SOPs and get them just right. And telling them what level of detail you want on those SOPs. And just so you know, SOP stands for Standard Operational Procedures. Probably the least sexy thing in your business and one of the biggest assets you can possibly have in your business. So if you think about it this way, if you were ever to buy a franchise, what you buy are the standard operational procedures. You buy the workflows, the procedures, the systems that makes that business run. So if you don't have systems and procedures in your business, then you don't actually have an asset. You have a liability. So it's really important to understand that. And for your team, the systems gives gives them that structure that they need to actually be phenomenal at their job. And that will give you the freedom and peace of mind that you can hand off the big important things to your team members and they can really run the show. So the other thing is that we teach our clients to do is from idea to implementation. So this is a process that we developed that allows the visionary, when you have an idea, to hand it off to your project manager. We actually train project managers and install them into our clients' businesses. 
And so that the project managers really know how to do this from idea to implementation process. And they manage the projects and they manage the team for you. So you have an idea, you come to the project manager and said, hey, I want to launch a podcast, for example. And the project manager goes, cool, and asks you a bunch of questions, trying to define what the project scope is, how often you want to release episodes, and do you want to repurpose the content in different ways? And then they go and map out that project from A to Z. What is all the tasks that needs to be done in between? How is the workflow going to work? Who's going to do what from your team members? Do you need to bring in separate vendors? What is the budget for each task to get done? And the project manager maps that whole process out, brings it back to you and say, here, this is what I've come up with. You look it over together. You might give them some feedback and some suggestions. You make move some things around. And then from there, they now go and implement that into your project management software and then engages with your team to actually have them implement that project and then oversee the development of that project. Your team writes the standard operational procedures, the SOPs, as they're implementing the project, gives it back to the project manager that approves it and reviews it and makes sure it's in good SOP, detailed enough, it's easy to follow, anybody I always say we want to plan for random intelligence, meaning that if one of your team members is down, anybody else on your team should be able to step into their role and pick up where they're left off based on and being able to follow SOPs to do their job. No problem. So you want that level of detail that even if you've never done it before, you can follow the SOP and you can get it done, right? The project manager reviews those SOPs. They approved, it goes into SOP library, and now you're off to the races. And so this is what we create from idea to implementation so that you don't get stuck in the implementation and the doing and the managing of projects and people. You truly get to remain in your zone of genius and being the real visionary and the leader of your company and constantly creating the direction, where you want to go, and what you want to create next. So this is something that we did for my client, Melissa Seaman. She is a Stanford graduated attorney that turned into an intuitive and now helps intuitive, gifted people use their gifts and make money with it and really launch their businesses. She has a business that called Channel Your Genius Academy. That's a program that we actually developed and launched. And she went from making around $200,000 a year or so, working quite hard to making that $200,000. Every month she was starting from zero and she had to hustle to get it done, right? And to make that nugget every year, get that $20,000 every month to pay the bills and take care of her and live comfortably. And that takes a lot of energy, right? To every first of the month, you're waking up and it's zero again. And you gotta, now you have to generate that income somehow. So... That's where she started. And we then redesigned. She had all these different launches that she done, all these different products and courses and content because she was always launching something new to make that $20,000 because that's how she made her money. So we redesigned all of those things that she already had created into just one single offer. And the very first time she launched it, she made $167,000 in her first launch. That was the first time she hit over six-figure launch. 
And then we helped her hire a project manager, an online business manager that stepped into her business and helped her really design the team, design the systems and the projects, and really develop her operational processes in her business so that she could stay focused in her zone of genius. And now 10 months later, she just made $722,000 in her business and with an 80% profit margin, right? She was able to reinvest over $400,000 into her land and she's building out this most beautiful retreat space. We live on acreage up in the gold country of California in Nevada City. And she just really was able to create this amazing space and business just from doing, just from focusing on offering one offer that's then created her recurring revenue so that she's making that nugget every single month and everything else is just gravy. And we interviewed her recently. I had heard her on the podcast recently, so you can poke around in here. And check her interview out, and I'm sure you're gonna love it. And you really hear it how that transformation happened for her directly from Melissa. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Seven Figure Freedom Podcast. I hope this episode sparked a shift in perspective to help you amplify your impact, income, and freedom. Schedule a call with me today. You'll find the scheduling link in the show notes to take the first step towards gaining clarity on how to bring your vision to life with more ease. Check the show notes for additional resources.